Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Today on the show, uh, we got a topic you're not going to want to miss. I'm talking about how the government could invade your retirement accounts. Now, you might say, no, 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 Mike, this is my money. I I've got it all invested. It's all good. I'm going to be okay. And I'm here to tell you that, listen, the government has given you opportunities to save money in taxes through retirement accounts and do some other things like that. So they are looking at this through a lens of they've given you the opportunity and they're going to have access to some of the things that they may need along the way. This is an important show you don't want to miss. How the government could invade your retirement. Before we jump in, I know many of you have been listening to us for some time now on podcast. I appreciate that. Some of you may not know that we actually shoot this show in studio. So right now that's currently being hosted on YouTube. Uh, kind of newer there, but you're welcome to head over to Michael D. Wall, just my name, Michael D. Wall on YouTube, and you'll see the Invest Well Show. You'll also see the Michael Wall Show as well. Uh, but I want to jump in today and talk about how the government could invade your retirement. And I, I printed some information from an article that came out actually in Forbes that speculates uh, that, that Congress could be coming after some of these things with some legislation, all in the lane of trying to find ways to pay for all of this government spending. We know that with the new administration, there is loads and loads of spending that they're talking about, not only from stimulus, but from other spending upcoming, you know, potentially $4 trillion of new spending. And it's like, what do we even need this for? Right? I mean, the economies, well, all we need to do is open the economy. All we need to do is let people get back to work. All we need to do is turn off the spigot of giving people free money and incentivize them to go work but instead, what's happening is say, no, we need to spend more. Well, I think that's uh, for another conversation. And it could be, in my opinion, about the idea of some control and about some, uh, uh, you know, we'll call it alternative thoughts in ways to uh, cause people to not be as self-sufficient as they could be or should be um, because the government wants to get in in involved in everything. But what is so important to you, so if you're listening to this, if you have a 401k, you've got an IRA, you have some type of a retirement account, this is what I'm going to be talking about on the show today. And I just want to read a few points. I don't want to miss it. So I want to read these points and then I want to just talk about these and how they will affect you. Again, we've been working over at the Lean on the Wall company, um, you know, from Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Lehman. All of those companies are designed to help families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on wealth, create tailored plans. We've been, our team's been doing that for almost 20 years. Um, and so these are some of the things that we're seeing at those companies as, as stuff we need to be focused on or ideas that we need to be bringing to the table for the families we're serving so they can protect to the best of their ability or help protect really what they have, not just from market downturns, but also from taxation and all of these other things. So let's talk about this. So if you, if you take a look at some of the specific points here, Congress plans to spend a lot more money. And the tax increase proposed so far would raise only a fraction of the revenue that they want. A lot of the revenue to pay for the new spending is likely to come from retirement plans. That's not good news. What are retirement plans? Let's, let's specify it. Those are plans like 401ks, 403bs, uh, IRAs, Roth IRAs, things like that. These are, these are types of plans that the government has given you or given uh, the consumer some type of special a code around it to have this kind of retirement plan. So here, what do I mean by that? So if you have a 401k, let's say you work for a company and you have a 401k, you're putting money in a 401k, well, the government's given you the ability to invest 
each and every month into your 401k. The advantage that you receive is you don't pay any taxes this year on the monies that you invested in your 401. So in a simple format, let's just say your income's, uh, uh, I don't know, $300,000 a year. Could be 100, could be 500, could be 5 million. Let's just say it's 300 grand a year, okay? Simple math. And let's say you're in a place where you say, I want to put 10% every single year of my income into uh, my 401k plan. And I do that because my plan matches maybe 5%, 7%, whatever it is. In addition, get some free money. So you put money in your 401k plan. And now all of a sudden from that 300, obviously 10% is 30 grand. So you're putting your $30,000 each and every year, maybe it's on a monthly basis, into a 403 or a 401 or something like that uh, plan. Well, on that $30,000 that you put into the plan in that year, you do not have to pay taxes on that $30,000 as income. So if you were in a place where you were at a, let's just say an effective rate of 30%, 30% taxes on $30,000, three times three is nine, right? So that'd be $9,000 in taxes if you would just take that money as income and spend it. But if you put it in your 401k plan, you're going to save $9,000 this year in taxes. Well, that can be appealing to people because, hey, I'm going to save money in taxes this year, but I'm also helping grow for my future retirement. Now, the government knows they've given you that option. And they also know that there are a lot of expenditures that they have on the plate and they need to get that money from somewhere. A little newsflash here. If you didn't realize or know this, the government doesn't create any money on their own. Did you know that? The government, let me say it again, the government does not create money on their own. They get money from two sources. Taxes, which is you and I. They take money from you and I. So the stimulus... If you got a stimulus check or you know somebody that got a stimulus check or a PPP check for their business or a church or whatever it may be, that money came from either taxpayers' money or current or future loans. In other words, when the Federal Reserve prints money, essentially they're buying treasuries. It's basically a loan to the U.S. to the U.S. economy, to the treasury or they borrow money from other countries, right, to pay current obligations. All you need to do is, again, this is a side note, but it's really important for you to understand this. All you got to do is go to U.S. US Debt Clock, usdebtclock.org, and you can watch real time what some of the debt current, like the national debt, and what some of the debt future, the, what's called the unfunded liabilities, neat little term for basically just you're going to have to pay this in the future if we continue to pay out everything the government's promising. Uh, you can see what those numbers are real time. So that's important for you to understand because when you we, when we start going down the lane of saying, well, the government should pay for this or the government should pay for that, if you are in that camp at all, you're not realizing the fact that the government doesn't create any revenue at all themselves. They just borrow it or take it from you and I, we the people. Well, now we're in a place where the, the ball has, has traveled down. Uh, we're in a place where there's a lot of debt on the system. And you, the investor, are saying, geez, I'm worried about a couple things. I'm worried about 
Um, you know, losing money in markets. The markets are all-time high, so that's one thing, check, we got to pay attention to. I'm worried about minimizing my taxes today. That's one thing, check, we got to pay attention to. I'm worried about making sure that I have an efficient plan or an efficient portfolio diversified well. That way everything's not just enough. How can I do that? Check, we, we got to pay attention to that. And then on top of that, we see this kind of stuff coming out from from Forbes and other articles talking about how the Congress and the government is going to be looking for ways to take more money. Instead of saying, wait, we need to stop spending. No, no, we need to raise more money in taxes. And the way they do that is to take more from you and I, the investor. So if you have a retirement account, a 401 or 403 or an IRA type plan, this is important. Let me read a couple of things that, that they are potentially looking at. So here's some proposals. Now, none of these are not in stone. None of these are law yet. These are just proposals on the floor, and they could be they could be thrown out just as easily as they're proposed. So keep that in mind. But I just want you to understand some of the things that are currently being proposed. Here's what's being proposed um, that are good candidates, basically, uh, to be added to the SECURE Act 2.0. You've heard of the SECURE Act before. I won't get into that. But SECURE Act 2.0. Here's what it says. Uh, first thing, required minimum distribution. So when you hit a certain age, which is, it used to be the age of 70, now it's 72, where if you have an IRA account or a 401k account, you are required, you are required to take a certain amount of money from that investment, whether you need it or not. Remember, that money's been growing tax deferred. You have never yet paid taxes on it. So when you hit a certain age, you are required to take a distribution from it, whether you need it or not. That age used to be 70 and a half. Now it's been extended or pushed to age 72. And then there's tables helping to determine how much you need to take out each and every year. All right. So the required minimum distribution might be imposed on original owners of Roth IRAs and 401ks. Currently, Roth account owners don't have to retake don't have to take RMDs. So the Roth is when you pay taxes on your monies today and then you let it grow in a tax-free, not tax-deferred, but in a tax-free manner. That's the benefit of a Roth. In other words, if you invest $10,000 today, you pay taxes on the ten dollars today, and if it grows to $100,000, you don't have to pay taxes on any of the gain. So a little newsflash, if you're going to say, okay, would I rather pay taxes on 10000 today or 100000 in the future, what would you rather do? Well, probably you'd rather pay taxes on ten grand today. It's a no-brainer, right? Well, now, that there's, now they're saying, okay, instead of that account, instead of those Roth accounts continuing to grow with no need to take money out ever and you can let it continue to grow, used to be for two generations, all tax-free, all this stuff, really, really good. Now they're saying, wait, time out. We might need some money, so we might need you to take some money out, and there's some, going to be some consequences around that. Not exciting. Uh, the backdoor Roth IRA might be eliminated. Uh, this is a strategy where basically, you know, we're in a place where if, if your income is a certain level, it was floating around 150000 a year. So if your income was at a certain level, you actually were not able to put money into a Roth. So what you could do is you could put money into an IRA um, or, or something like that. Or maybe when you rolled over your IRA, then you could get down the path of doing what's called conversion. You could convert that IRA to a Roth, basically paying taxes right now. So that way, then the money would start to grow tax-free uh, for the future and not grow tax-deferred. People did that because they think, you know what? Hey, we're at 
all-time low tax brackets. They're probably going to go up. So why not convert this to the Roth today, pay taxes now, and then it'll grow tax-free in the future? Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, they're saying, okay, that might be something on the SECURE Act 2.0. Potentially, it's being proposed that they say, we're going to eliminate that. You can't do that anymore, potentially. Um, another item is currently you're, uh, you can make after-tax contributions, after-tax contributions up to $37,000 to a 401k account in addition to the uh, regular pre-tax contributions. And these after-tax contributions can be rolled over to an, a Roth IRA, allowing a large Roth IRA to be built over time. And Congress could just say, you know what, we're, we're going to eliminate that strategy. Uh, we want you to obviously pay more taxes along the way. Congress may put a limit on the amount that can be accumulated in an IRA or 401k, prohibiting additional contributions after an individual accrues too much in a retirement account. So now it's the government stepping in and saying, hey, listen, um, you've got enough in your retirement account already. We're going to limit the amount that you can put in because um, we don't want you uh, to, to build it to, to a level that's beyond what we say is, is allowable. And really the simplistics of what that does is that it gives them the ability to, to then um, cause you to have to pay taxes on more of your income now, which ultimately helps pay for some of the things that they want to do. Another item here is the maximum contributions, deductions, or deferrals for IRAs and 401ks could be reduced so that higher income taxpayers receive less uh, benefits. And there are some other things, but I'll just stop with those. The bottom line is they're looking for ways to try and raise more tax dollars not just in the future, but also right now. Now, this should be alarming to you if you have a 401k or if you have an IRA or even if you have a Roth IRA, quite honestly. This should be alarming to you that these things are being proposed. They're not just, you know, uh, here's new opportunities for you to save and grow money now. Now they're saying, okay, we've given you the ability to, to, to save and grow these, these investment opportunities, these vehicles to shelter from taxes and now, because we're in a place where we need more money to support all of our spending bills and all the stuff that we want to spend for, which I think is a lot of baloney, quite honestly. <laughs> now they're saying we need more money. So what we need to do is we need to take those investment opportunities we've created and we need to limit that. And we need to look for ways that we can jump in there and, and, and find ways to take more money back from you, the consumer, uh, and limit some of the things that you're able to do. Just like when I talked about them limiting the amount of money that you can put into certain retirement type of in investments or vehicles. What should you do? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to stay educated. That's why you want to stay tuned into this show each and every week uh, on the InvestWell show. Obviously, we're talking about concepts and tips and ideas that some weeks maybe you say, okay, that relates to me. Other weeks, maybe not as much. But we're, we're going to, on a regular basis, be talking about these kinds of issues to bring them to light. That's number one. Number two, you need to be sharing this with other people. I'm telling you, this is not just so more people watch this show. I mean, that's that's a wonderful uh, byproduct of it. But the, but the big part here, the big key here is we need consumers that are aware of what's going on. That's the only way we can raise our voice to Congress and, and Senate and all these other regulatory bodies to say, wait, time out. We do not subscribe to this. 
How in the world are you going to be able to call your congressmen and senators or, or be involved with saying, this is not okay, I'm not okay with this, if you don't know the topics of the day? One of the ways to do that are by listening to this show and sharing this show with others so they can be aware of it as well. So make sure you do that with folks that are in your, in your text, text message contacts or emails or whatever it may be. Folks, you know you need to be listening to this. The other thing that you need to be doing, I think this is crucial, you have to step back and reevaluate not just how your investments are currently being managed. That's always a good thing to do. I mean, markets all time highs right now. You've worked hard for what you have. This is a great time. It's always a great time, but especially now is a great time to step back and say, let me get a second opinion on how my investments are currently being managed. But you also want to be taking a look at, do you have money in 401ks? Do you have money in Roth IRAs? Do you have money in IRAs? Do you have money in 403Bs? If you have money in those accounts, if you said yes to any one of those questions, this is the time that you need to be saying, okay, what are some things that I can do to potentially protect myself from some of these additional regulations coming down the pike? Are there strategies? Are there ideas that I could potentially implement which could maybe help me not pay so much in taxes? And the answer is there are some things that you can do. Now, the question is, is what exactly is the right strategy for you? I don't know. You know, that's like doing a haircut through the phone <laughs> or doing a haircut through the screen or through the podcast or whatever. So what I, I would say is my challenge to you is we have a, we have a team, uh, you know, in the other companies that I have where we've been for over 20 years helping families with many, many, many things uh, in, in relation to finances. So if you got questions about that stuff, you got questions about what you should be doing, then head over to leanonthewall.com. Leanonthewall.com. Reach out there. Send a request. Hey, I got a question about taxes. I got a question about my investments. I got a question about what Mike talked about on the show, talking about IRIS 401ks. I don't know what to do. And if Congress passes some of these things, you know, how can I be prepared for that? I liken it to this. It's like saying, hey, you know you're already in a canoe, right? You're in a canoe, and the canoe, let's just say, is, uh, uh, is, is your IRA or 401k or your retirement plan. And that canoe that you're in uh, is designed to help you get to the other side of the lake. So you're in the canoe. You feel good about that. So you go and, and you go and you're in a place where you're starting to go across the lake and you're, you're three feet, four feet, five feet, six feet, 10 feet, 15 feet from shore. And you look in your canoe because somebody just pushed you off. Maybe someone that helped you set up the plan and they kind of gave you some advice to start getting into the plan. And that's great. So now you're 10, 15 feet into that lake to start to go to the other side. The other side is retirement. And you realize 10, 15 feet in, you're like, wait a minute. I don't have any paddles in my canoe. If I get out in the middle and the, and the, and the wind picks up or the current picks up, I, I'm not going to be able to control where I go. Well, what are you going to do? Well, the smart thing to do is because you're only 10 to 15 feet already from shore is, is to get out, jump out of the canoe and, and, and pull your boat or swim your boat back to shore while you're still able to and pick up the paddles so that way you can effectively get to the other side. Now, I know that may seem a little silly, but at the end of the day, you are in a retirement ship. Ship, S-H-I-P, I said. <laughs> okay, called a canoe to take you to the other side. And if you have some of these regulations coming down on you, 
The last thing you want to do is wait until you're halfway in to the journey or three quarters of the way into the journey to say, what should I do now? Now, you might be in a place where you say, Mike, geez, yeah, but that's me. I'm, I'm five years from retirement or I'm in retirement or I'm halfway through. Is it too late for me? I think the answer to that is no, it's not too late. It'd be too late for you when some of these rules and laws pass and it's going to make it more challenging to implement strategy to really help benefit you. So this isn't one where you just sit by and wait. We are no longer in a society where we can just sit by and wait and hope that the right things happen. I mean, I think we all know that, that things are messed up. The frog in the pot, right? Don't just stay there and let it get warmer and get cooked. Jump out while you know there's a problem and say, let's do something differently for my future, for my retirement. You've worked too hard for it. So you got questions about what should you do? Maybe you got somebody currently helping you with what you're doing and they're just not giving you these new ideas, these thoughts. And you're like, I, I got to do something different. Well, head over and talk to one of the team members at leanonthewall.com. I don't always share it this way, but this is powerful. And listen, I really believe that you're not going to be able to live your purpose and add the value on this planet and, and encourage others and bless others and take care of the needs of others that need to be taken care of unless you are stewarding well what's been put in your path. And that comes from saying, wait a minute, I've now been alerted to some new things that are going to be coming. This isn't fear tactic. This is real. This is stuff that the Congress is, is looking and proposing to do and add on to the SECURE Act. We already know that there's a tremendous amount of spending that's happening from our political system. I need to do something differently. You are responsible for you. I'm not responsible for you. You are. Take responsibility for your own structure and look for ways to improve what you're doing. And that's one of the reasons that I want to make you aware of some of these things that are being proposed that could come down the pike. So that way you are then armed and educated with the information necessary to help you potentially really make hopefully better decisions for your financial future. So important. Listen, I hope this leaves you encouraged and not like, ah, what should I do? No, I really hope it leaves you encouraged because now you've been, now you've been, um, you know, armed with the right kind of information to say, okay, I know I've taken step one by listening to this show. I need to stay, take step two or three and go get some additional information about my personal situation from someone who understands it better than me and put me in a place where I can hopefully fare better in the future because I've taken proactive steps. That's where success comes from by taking proactive steps from things that will probably occur in the future. Well, listen, as always, I appreciate you dialing into this show. My goal on the InvestWell show is to bring topics and ideas to you that are going to help you in the process of maximizing your future retirement. Thanks for tuning in. My goal is for you to live on purpose, really, so you can live with purpose. And as Dennis Waitley says, which I love, our goal in life is to plant shade trees under which we will never sit. Have a blessed one. We'll talk to you next show. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out 
to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.